You're listening to Can I Help You with the Love Master himself, Craig Shoemaker. Hi, everybody. Welcome to, hopefully not the first time, hopefully you've been listening to all of our episodes. I think we're about 10 deep, 11, 12 deep. Our guest today is someone we, I would have had, I would have preferred her to be the first guest. She's <laughs> one of my top people of all time. Um, Jeannie Buss. Does that name sound familiar to some of you? If you're into sports, it should, because she owns the Lakers. has been part of the Lakers since her dad owned the team since, I'd say, probably 1979. Yep. Do my research. Um, so we're here in Jeannie's flat. We are in Jeannie's flat right now, which is really cool. So we're going to see what it's like to be inside of someone uh, of Jeannie Buss's stature. Uh, by the way, Jeannie, I have uh, something I have to tell you that's right off the cuff is um, I was just diagnosed. Now, we've known each other for quite a while. Yeah. Since the uh, mid-90s. Mm-hmm. I was just diagnosed with Asperger's. <laughs> How do you get diagnosed? Do you think I have it? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, no, it's it's not a laughing matter. But I mean... It I, is a laughing matter. I'm so happy about it. My son and my wife are howling <laughs> laughing. They're, they're, they're just naming off all the traits. They actually... We all feel free now. All of my crazy traits. Right. Now you're going back in your memory going, oh, yeah, he is a little nuts. But now I know where it comes from. It is a laughing matter. Well, I mean, I guess, isn't it like you're diagnosed on a spectrum? And right. And so, like, it's degrees. It isn't Absolutely. Like, it isn't like just you have it or you don't have it. So, so you... A low on the spectrum, high on it, whatever it's called. But okay. yes, okay. It's, just, it's all recent to me. I feel very free. Okay, but good. now the okay. problem with it is what I was going to bring up with you is now I think that everyone else has it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so on my way driving here, I'm going, I wonder if Jeannie has it. <laughs> the, the one thing, I, I mean, I'm just hearing all these traits. Would, have you ever been told that you have Asperger's? My sister told me years ago, she goes, you have Asperger's. Because my crazy memory of memory, memorizing stupid things. Well, what, you have to go through the traits with me. Well, that would be one of them, like anally memorizing things that are from the past. That's not me. Yeah, you probably... Do you know what you do have? Do you have anything? Do you, <laughs> have you been diagnosed with anything? I, I mean, it's very I, freeing. Um, well, I mean, I, I know that I'm painfully shy. And yes. so, like, that's... that and And you know genetically or you know i mean i i have giveaways like i can't i can't control if i blush or if i you know oh my god it's a riot to watch you blush (laughs) (laughs) by the way she just blushed to be (laughs) saying and and so like that made me a really like i couldn't play poker because i have too many towels Right. Oh, that would be the. Right. And by the way, you come from a poker family. Right. Your dad was a poker champion, Jerry Buss, Doctor Jerry Buss, and your sister Janie plays a lot of poker. My sister, I did not get the ability to have a poker face. I don't have a poker. You're face. right. I would love to play with you. I'm a horrible <laughs> poker player, but I would play with you because you, I could probably beat. You couldn't bluff. You have no bluff. I have no bluff. I can I can show you the face. If, if we were on video, I'd show people the face of when you start to go down that road. <laughs> but you don't think there's a diagnosis for it? I mean, is is there not a? Um, well, maybe. I like, mean, I guess if 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 people on the spectrum have like they're very much about rules and and you know there is no like you know gray area. Everything mm-hmm. has to be specific. So maybe if. If I'm saying I can't be a poker face and I can't bluff, 
you know, I wonder. I wonder if, if it's people if on the spectrum can do that. We're gonna. They can. I'm, I'm hoping I'm an intervention for you to go find this out. <laughs> go talk to your therapist. You have a longtime <laughs> therapist, right? Yes, I have do. you ever talked about a certain? Has, has she ever identified anything except for? I mean, painfully shy is not a diagnosis, which you have identified. You're painfully shy. So, it, but do you think it comes from something? Like, uh, is it Asperger's? I mean, could it? Yeah, I mean, I'm I love introverted. This. You're, you're going to join me I'm now. Right. We're going to be Asperger <laughs> people together. By the way, I didn't even know this. It's called Asperger's with a P, not burgers like you have an Asperger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have an Asperger with cheese. I was, <laughs> I have to tell you, though, it was, it's so funny. I had one guy that called me up. He goes, hey. I read something about you, and I thought he read like, uh, you know, he heard that I was dying or something. He goes, I'm really concerned. And he had read my post saying I have Asperger's. I'm happy as hell about it. Because if you go your whole life, like, since, so for instance, you went your whole life being shy. Have you ever wanted to have an identity to that? Join a club? Well, that, I mean, it, but, well, it's like. You couldn't it, be in a club with shy people because you would never show up. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a meeting of no one. You could just keep arranging <laughs> meetings and go, I'll meet you there. And no one ever shows up for years. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think when you look at it and you go, okay, well, what, what has it kept me from doing? Mm -hmm. And so, and, and you talk about, you brought up that I've, I've uh, been in therapy and, you know, I recently um, tried stand up comedy yes. because to me it all kind of fits together. Like the, um, doing the stand up reminded me of being in group therapy mm -hmm. you know that you you have oh you've been in groups and individual yes, therapy yes i see and so i i think you know i think you're seeing the world is kind of uh embracing and and acknowledging that mental wellness and um you know erasing the stigma of Stig talking about exactly therapy. and i think humor really allows us to kind of talk about the things that might be painful like because I'm painfully shy, you know how hard it was for me mm -hmm. to assimilate in a group of strangers and and try to you know connect with them and and you know I remember in particular one of the biggest breakthroughs for me was there was a guy in the group that didn't like me mm -hmm. and I spent every week trying to figure <laughs> out how to you know connect with him yeah, somehow right, like right. he hated my taste in music and he, he just everything everything I did was wrong and finally I knew it, I had to come to the day where I had to confront him which mm -hmm. was like almost impossible for me to frightening. do up until it was absolutely right. frightening yes and and um, I finally said I I just don't understand why don't you like me like what did I ever do to you mm -hmm. and he said honestly you remind me of a girl I went to high school with right like it had nothing to do with me. Of course it didn't. And like that, I never, that A lot never of times it's bringing up trauma from the past. Right. The, the, like for instance, if it's your parent, which it usually is one of the parents, mm -hmm. if you're bringing up that trauma and you s you're reflecting on it on or projecting it onto someone else, they become that person. Mm -hmm. I've dealt with this for years of, you know, how come they, you know, the, I'll, I have an audience of people screaming, laughing. I'll go, why is that guy? What's up with him? <laughs> See, right. Oh, yeah. Right. And the, the one thing, by the way, uh, so um, we've had a couple women on recently on the podcast. The one thing that's funny about you also, if, if I may, is uh, they both, I told them they both can take a compliment. You cannot. You're terrible at it. 
and I am too. So I'm wondering, is this, a, I have to look it up. I told my son, by the way, he might be texting me in the middle of this. He's having a blast with this Asperger's thing <laughs> because it's freeing him. Uh, he and my wife are going, oh my God, that's, that's why I'm, you know, whatever I am. They go, it's the Asperger's. So now I have the excuse. It's awesome. <laughs> you should try it, Jeannie. You could, you'd say it's my Asperger's. Oh, he didn't do it yet. I said, I said, text me the quality or the traits. Um, and we'll see if you can check off a few of the boxes. Then the next time you go to therapy, right. you, you might say, hey, would I have this? And, and <laughs> that person, your therapist, will let you know. So, so you are uh, a person that you have a hard time to – I can't even bow you know, after a show. What? Can't even bow. Watch me. I had a therapist come to my show to see if I bowed. Wow. I cannot bow. And I'm wow. talking, and they're standing and cheering. I'm there, uh, 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 and I just run. Because I have social anxiety. Isn't that weird? Do you would think a comedian mm -hmm. doesn't have it? No, comedians do all have it. It's almost like that's you go on stage to like work out your issues. And that's like what that you did. Is, that's exactly what. How I did, did it go? And, and are you retired already after your one <laughs> performance, or are you coming up for more? No, I, I I'm for sure gonna do it again. Oh, it's, great! It's I'm happy to hear that. that. With the Laker season, I just don't have time. But you know, I I took a class, Pretty Funny Women. Lisa Sunset, I recommend to any woman who yeah. wants to like, you know, learn to be a little bit funnier. They te she teaches you how to write jokes. Right. And um, she's the best. She is. You really, went to the best. Really good. Really yeah. good. And I enjoyed it. And I made friends, new friends. And and, you know, I, I was Im impressed by other people's talents. I helped other girls like write stuff. It was it was such a great experience. You've always had a passion for comedy yes. and you've always loved to laugh. Yes. And now you're going to cause a few laughs. I hope so. Did you get a few that night? Yes, uh, your I big did. debut? Yes, I, I, I watched the tape. It was awesome. <laughs> Where can we all see it? Where can everyone see it? Um, on my Instagram at Jeannie Bus. I, I posted a clip that um, and it, it, when I did it, I I, my, I had colored my hair pink. I'd mm -hmm. always wanted to do that. So, um, you know, I think um, in life you have to kind of challenge yourself and push yourself. And those are that's when you get to learn more about your own motivations, your emotions. And, um, you know, I, I, I feel bad for people who never get an opportunity to kind of have that introspection and kind of examine why they do the things that they do. Well, then, in other words, you feel bad for yourself, too, because that yeah. was the way you were. And mm -hmm. so you really found that this was this led to a little self-transformation. Yes. yes. That's amazing. So you had breakthroughs, literal breakthroughs where you said, oh, wow, I never st I saw what's a part of life that you hadn't seen this way before that you can think of that you want to share with us. Um, you know, just, you know, um, just not being afraid, you know, getting up on stage, um, getting know, be, on stage, being and the center of attention, having all oh, the eyeballs on me, right? which is like in my, th with my <laughs> shyness, that is the last thing you ever Literally. want. You yeah. Speaking in front of people disappear. is the number one fear for right. anyone normal, let alone right. you're <laughs> abnormal when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to shyness, I'd say. So, so how did you deal with your fears? What did you say to yourself? Did you have a mantra? Were you taught how to deal with your fears in the class? Or was it outside the class? What was it that I, was, you were able to, you really, you're really able to deliver. You, I watched you, you delivered. I, I just feel like my life is a journey and like, and no matter where it takes me, I'm not afraid of what, where it's going to go. Like mm -hmm. I've, I've faced every fear now that I could 
you know, right. possibly come up with. And it's it just it opens another door. It reveals a new chapter. It's it's exciting to be my age and and still be learning about myself and and growing. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I believe, and that's why we actually have this show. Is I'm really hoping to help people, no matter what your age is, to grow, transform, find yourself, find your authentic, find your authenticity. All of those things are things that. We're not conditioned to do that in mm -hmm. society. Mm -hmm. You were conditioned a certain way. You're brought up in, uh, you know, the home of Jerry. Doctor Jerry Buss owns the Lakers. Showtime, the craziness of Hollywood. A lot of people probably think you had the life, you know, the the life that everyone aspires to. But if you could share with us that it really wasn't, in some ways, because you're left with wounds and residual effects of it <laughs> yes. that um, you deal with probably today. So in other words, the outside stuff isn't going to fix the inside stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's like, I talk about it in my book. Um, yeah. But that, you know, my parents were divorced. My mm -hmm. dad wasn't, was gone, you know, from when I was in elementary school and I couldn't understand because back then parents protected the children you know don't tell them anything bad and so my dad wasn't home and I'd ask my mom where's dad he's at the office mm -hmm. so then when I go to my friend's house and her dad was home I was like why isn't your dad at the office <laughs> like, I, I mean I just thought dad that became normal yeah, yeah. And, was it, so, and was he at his office in quotes yeah, I, well, I mean, yeah, he'd maybe come home on a weekend here and there, or mm. there that I would see him, but I, it just it never dawned on me it was for any other reason, but that's what dads did. Yeah. And I couldn't understand why other dads were around. And so, you know, I, I, I even got to the point where, you know, when kids would ask me where my dad was, I would say he was dead. Because that was just easier. I to did the say. same thing. Yeah, yeah. right. Because you, you, you can't. It's, it's a coping mechanism. Yeah, because yeah. you can't go, I don't know. Right. You know, so you, c you have to come up with an answer. So and, that's the and as a kid, your wiring is you do need to know. Or as yes. a person, you need to yeah. know. There has to be some, you know, solid evidence of something that, mm -hmm. that exists. But you still have this longing. The, the longing stays with you, though. Right. That's the, the longing for normalcy, right. which that was not a normal life. Right. Now, here is the whole world aspiring to be you. The, the little the little rich girl in Hollywood and all these people around. But I would imagine it's a very lonely experience. Here's all this action around you, but you have no one to connect with on a deeper level. I mean, would you say that's true? Yeah, I mean, it, it all, but I, I don't have any regrets because every every part that happened is I'm not talking about regrets. I'm not talking about regrets. I'm talking about process and journey that yes. we were talking about earlier. In other words, part of the journey, the truth is, it's not other people's truths of the illusion of what they think that you're feeling. Mm -hmm. You still are have the same feelings they have. That's the thing we're talking about mental illness. We were talking about it off the air. Is um, we need to address it and just mm -hmm. tell the truth about it. Yes. You know, and not have what you called you used the word stigma. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing is like you just right now you went right to well, there's nothing wrong with it or you know th mm -hmm. that's. I have no regrets and all that kind of stuff. In the conversation, the word regret is not in the conversation. We put it into the conversation. Mm -hmm. And that kind of was how we get stuck in the stigmas. That's what I think. That's true. Because if you 
if we had just have this open conversation, it might allow other people to see here's someone that's been through these things that they can identify with, and yet they could live, you know, they could be poor, they could be alone or whatever it is. And here, what I'm trying to get at is here you're surrounded with, you know, Jack Nicholson and parties and craziness and playmates and playboys. <laughs> you know, you had it all around you and Showtime Lakers and the craziness. And we're all seeing it on documentaries and things. Wow. Wish I was a part of that Velvet Rope group. And you have the Velvet Rope full access mm -hmm. and yet there's still the feeling of loneliness and shyness mm -hmm. right yes and what did you do about it at the time did you ignore it or did you address it or I mean I've just I've you know every step I've I've you know tried to expand and and learn about myself and I think that um, I'm willing to talk about it. I, I'm glad that I can be an example and inspiration because of the needing to cope with stresses mm -hmm. and and you know being able to you know understand why I feel the emotions that I do, and instead of like burying it and being Good. ashamed of it, right? I am willing to look it in the face and deal with it now here's a rub that some don't have though but they do but they don't you have it on a bigger level is you have to protect your image the image of the lakers yeah. you can only say so much of your discoveries right right but 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 i can say that i'm i'm like everybody else that sometimes i'm overwhelmed by what i face yeah. and i need help and i can and i'm not afraid you've expressed to, this yes well i mean i'm starting to talk oh. about it mm. as you know i'm willing to talk about it i'm willing to be uh somebody who's in who, who's seen as a success in her profession mm -hmm. and that there is no shame about sometimes there are times when even i am overwhelmed by what i'm facing and that i can turn to support professional help uh, friends, you know, colleagues, you know, it's nobody should ever feel alone. Yes. And they shouldn't feel ashamed to need help because even a person who's successful in her career yeah. and has achieved, you know, it's still an illusion. That's what I'm trying right. to get at. It's right. still an illusion. We're all one on the planet. Right. And we all, I love that you said the word shame. So many of us <clears throat> change our direction because of shame. We mm -hmm. change, you know, things that would be valuable to us because of shame. It's the fear of being ashamed mm -hmm. and, sh and shamed by people. You said something interesting. You said, uh, you know, a woman, but you're in a man's business. Yeah. You're in a man's business, and men are taught to, you think you, think you might have it difficult. Men are really taught to not share their feelings. Right. And you've been surrounded by that. Right. People that aren't admitting they are there with the whole show and the cars and the, the woman on each arm and stuff like that. But in the meantime, they are also having these feelings inside of less than and, and so on. And it must be, um, I don't know if it's more difficult for them or if it's more difficult for you, you know, in, in that situation. But that is a common trait that men have. Right. And I, I think in, in my business, it's really important that there is trust between the per the people that I work with, that that we can have conversations, that nobody's judged, 
you know, that, that we're all, you know, we're trying to be, make the best organization that we can mm-hmm. be. And so, um, you know, I have an open door. You know, people can come to me. And do they come to you with yes. their feelings? Yes, yes. Like we have a, yes. we have a mutual friend, uh, well, you introduced me to him years ago. Um, I'll lip his, I'll lip his name. Uh, so <laughs> did anybody hear that? <laughs> have to edit no. that Does he, now this is a guy that is, he's a guy mm-hmm. and yet he and I have that, we do have that kind of divine connection. He mm-hmm. breaks his walls down with me a little mm-hmm. bit, mm-hmm. but they're still there. Does he come to you and break those walls down and talk about his vulnerabilities and his, and his, and some things that he might be going through? Yeah. I mean, that, that's because you know, over time, people realize you don't use that against them, that when they show their vulnerabilities, it's not, you know. It's I'm a trust build. Right. Yeah. And, and, I mean, especially I, I'm thinking about our players, you know, and, and um, you know, it's really important to the NBA that players are treated as whole beings, you know, everybody's mm-hmm. used to in sports it's about oh you got uh you hurt your knee so send them to an orthopedist we now have a partnership with ucla health oh. where we have access to their entire you know medical um resources so that if um you know a, a, a player needs you know any any kind of help uh you know, we want to provide it and that it isn't used against them. Uh, do you do you find that probably a small percentage actually seek out the help? Because, well, people don't realize these professional athletes are really young. Like I have yeah. a son who could be in the NBA right. if he had any talent. But anyway, <laughs> or a dad that, uh, that gave him some uh, jumping ability. By the way, those are church bells in the background. This plays every day here. Is this your background? Yeah, Sunday more than... Oh, it's Sunday morning. Okay, yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about that. We're here in Jeannie's place. It really is. I don't know if it's going to go well on here. I guess it's good background. We've had a dog. We had Stacy say hello. (laughs) Stacy, just your best friend, walked in. Um, But how difficult it must be. Like, I deal with my son a lot. He's on his way here right now. And he he doesn't have the pressure of the entire world looking at his statistics every day and 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 you know empowering him to dictate how they feel about themselves mm-hmm. i have a friend who texts me all the time about you know what a bum the, a certain player is i can't believe he did that he missed a foul shot you know he's he's a high paid player he shouldn't be missing this foul shot mm-hmm. and that's just one case of literally hundreds of thousands do you have discussions with them on how to deal with things like that? Well, Do you have an expert? Yeah, I mean, th- we, we are, you know, the NBA, I think, is the most progressive um, league of all the professional leagues. And we're leading the way in, in, in you know, embracing mm-hmm. the wellness of, of our athletes. And, for example, we had uh, recently one of our players' uh, mother passed away. And, you know... Um, we, you know, and everybody copes with that differently. Some uh, people want to go right back into, you know, ha- you know, having activity so that they can take their mind off it. Some people need more time to process. And, you know, we're all about, w- you know, making sure 
the individual as well before mm. we put that kind of pressure on them because that that's important in the long run of an organization. Every yeah. People have to be treated with respect and, and given their process and and they have to trust that you know we're 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 there for them and, and that we're not going to use Right. That you say the them. we and they deal with a coach every day mm-hmm. and um uh, Luke Walton, mm-hmm. and they probably deal with um, my man crush every day. <laughs> is that Rob Palenka? Rob Palenka is my man crush. <laughs> our general manager who happens to look exactly like Rob Lowe. I mean, he, they, they are twins. But he, but he has, he's taller, <laughs> has a better <laughs> job than Rob Lowe, <laughs> no. and is the nicest guy. Uh, Rob, I've met before, I've worked with him, but this guy is my total man crush. Yeah. Plus, he played basketball for people don't realize he played on the, the Fab Five yeah. for Michigan. And uh, <clears throat> so the players are meeting with them. And you talked about an open door policy. Have you ever had a meeting with all the players where you walk in, you go, hey, here's my open door. Here's what I'm about. Have you had one of those meetings? That would be an interesting thing to film. I had to do that this season for you the did. first time. Yeah. Which Every one of them's there. Yeah, it's like Ma- a magic wanted me to. Wow. And so I, I said, a, you know, I got up and did a speech and, and, um, and what kind of a room was this in? It's not a locker room. They're standing there no, with towels have, on. Have, yeah. <laughs> no, we had a, a, a luncheon right at the beginning of the season and mm-hmm. it was for the players and coaches and you know it, what was important to me was g- to give them the message that um, that I'm here for them, that you know they know where my office is, and I want to you know support them and and you know that we're building something special together. Yeah. But it's we have to do it together. Has anyone taken you up on that offer? Do they ever walk in your office? Mm-hmm. Do they? Mm-hmm. And has anyone ever shared, I'm not asking who, but have they ever shared something personal? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's really great. And I, and I mean, and, and every, every player is different. You know, some players, you know, they'll never come up to my office. Sure. But then there's some that, you know. I can't imagine LeBron coming to your office. <laughs> LeBron James. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about Well, I, you, you know what I mean. I can't imagine. <laughs> and look, he might be, he might have been the first one there going, Jeannie, I'm really feeling down today. <laughs> i got to be honest <laughs> Terrific. He's oh, jeez. Justin is Justin is now texting me. He wants my four-digit code for Uber. I don't have it. I don't know what it is. Let me see if I have one. Look, can have. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are here with Jeannie Bus. I'm so used to resetting. You know, I'm on Sirius XM now, and yeah. uh, you know they give me notes. They they always say reset. Re- you don't have to do that with a podcast <laughs> because they know who they're downloading. Then they know who you are because it's announced. Here she is. It's the only guest. That's a good point. But we're in your place here. And I just thought I'd kind of give people a little description. You don't mind if I do, do you? As a matter of fact, you know what I've always wanted to do? Now, we used to date. I haven't mentioned that on here. We we dated back. (laughs) Look how embarrassed you are. Are no, you embarrassed? Jim, you talk I about the word re- pop out of my head. You talk about you literally look like uh No, it was like it was between it was after I got a divorce, my first marriage, well my You only don't have marriage. to explain it. No, but I, I mean, You know I why you're explaining like it? You're embarrassed that you dated me. No, 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 because you regret it? most people know that I was with Phil for 15 years. Okay. So like they're doing the math right now. Well, so let them like, do the freaking math. Before I met Phil. It was all during Phil. No, no I'm no, just no, kidding, folks. Just kidding. 
No, I mean, uh, are you are you embarrassed that you dated no, me? No, not at all. You, not at all. I got you started in the in, well. You always love comedy, but uh, I got you going down that path. That's right. Jimmy Miller was like my very Jimmy first Miller. Like, Jimmy comedy. Miller. Dennis Miller's brother, who's a huge manager, manages Jim Carrey, Will Ferrell, and a number of others. Yeah. He was your very close friend, and as a matter of fact, he was kind of part of the beginning of us, even yeah. though he wasn't the one that set us up. Right. We're set up by your very close friend, uh, Linda Rambis and Kurt yes. Rambis. Kurt right. Rambis was in the Love Master right. movie. And Mike Lacey, yes. the owner of the Hermosa. The whole, the whole Beach thing Comedy all Magic came Club, together. The best club, if you haven't been there. It is the best. It's yes, like a it temple. Uh, yes. uh, hopefully, no other comedy clubs are listening right now. You might have just got me oh, out of. You oh, might have just too? got Wait me out minute. of work. I'm trying to get booked too. Wait a second. <laughs> okay, I love all the rooms. <laughs> See how you have to be. You have to be like a politician in your business. I guess we all do. That's the problem with comedy: is you have to have be a bit of a politician. But it's the opposite of what we're delivering. Mm -hmm. You have to be completely honest and transparent right. and revealing. Right. And here we live in the society that says don't be. Right. There's an FCC that tells you you can't say certain things. We're programmed to think you can't say these words or these things or these phrases because we tell you that you can't. Right. And it's completely antithetical to comedy. Hmm. And you must have a difficult time with that as well. So you're on stage and you're going... Okay, I'm about to say this, but that wouldn't look good for the owner of the Lakers. That's got to be a part of your writing process. Well, it, it, yeah, but okay. T now explain to me. Like I, I used to play fantasy football, right? Like I was loved it for years. Yeah, me too. And then I just it 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 started to dawn on me that I I really wasn't comfortable with the the name of the Washington NFL team. Like I don't even like to say it because it. It, I have a bit in my act about this. Did you know oh, that? Oh, no, I didn't. A huge bit about it. I, 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 d I despise them for it. And I right. actually think karmically it's why they keep losing. Well, I mean, I'm not going to go there. I just. I, I am don't going there. I don't, you I don't, can, like you to, don't go there because you're an owner of a team. I'll like go to, there. It's wrong. I don't wrong. Like to use the word. And, 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 and it's like, so I'm, I'm going back to ask you this question because it's like, to me, I know there's some people who love the name and they it's a tradition or whatever. Right. But if it hurts one Person, That's what I say. Then how do you how can you go on stage and say something yes. that makes people if you if you use language or you infer something that hurts somebody then then you right. lost me then I don't I don't want to be a part of that. That's anymore. why in comedy I teach people to share your experience, not your criticisms you or go. your opinions. Right, right. If you share your experience on something, it's so much more valuable to people that can understand it, and they can't really debate you on it either. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a, I have a whole bit about that I can't stand. That because they're a small culture, Native Americans are a small culture. There's no protest, and because the white people have some examples of some, you know, they'll find the anecdotal. Well, we check with this tribe, and they all say that it's great, and they're they're there with us. And like you said, I always say, what about the people you're not speaking to? You're not right. finding to justify this BS. Right. You know. There are plenty of them. Mm -hmm. I'm not even Native American, and I'm offended by it. Right. Because I know what the intent is behind it. My friend says, that, my friend says, um, I said, a tomahawk chop. I said, really? A tomahawk chop? And, I, 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 that, I, that doesn't bother me, you know, saying Indians, chiefs, none of that. It's, it's nobody wants to be uh, defined by their race or by the color but of you're their defining skin. them by the race then if, if you, the tomahawk chop you know what that is well, they're saying 
hey, we're tomahawking you, we're scalping you, which is a very okay, racist well that, okay. thing. Well, scalping, okay, yes. And yes. my friend says, oh, no, it's a tool. I said, oh, yeah, like next week you'll see screwdriver day next week at the ballpark. I mean, this is how he justifies. He's a white guy who doesn't want to give that up. Okay, I didn't think of it in terms of scalping, but yeah, you're right. There's a lot of that. People just don't want to give up a tradition. And they also don't want to face the truth on things like right. oppression by whites. You know, I mean, that's a, that's a thing that existed. But we don't want to see it like that. Well, in this it, one area, though, you do see it. Well, it, it's, you know, uh, people will argue, well, it's our tradition of our team. And, you know, if you change the name, you take away, you know, everything we've accomplished. No, it's the people that accomplished that, not the logo. You know, you mm-hmm. know y- you've got to you know it's not going to take away you know what um who are the great you know joe Theismann and you know these great players that john played. riggins right right the coach who was the coach I was like joe so gibbs yeah like yeah. all you know all these it doesn't it doesn't erase the the, right. the books if you change the name yeah you know it, i don't get i it. i agree well listen hey look the lakers there ain't no lakes here <laughs> and there's no jazz in utah <laughs> <laughs> that I can, I've, I've been to Utah a few times. I've never seen the the Mormon Jazz Tabernacle <laughs> Choir. <laughs> you know, there is no jazz in Utah. But as people know, the name stays the same. Have, has there ever been a thought of changing the Laker name? Yeah, because never. Never? never. There's no lakes. There's not a single lake here. I have Lake Sherwood, which is a man-made <laughs> lake. It's 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 a mile long, and it's 40 minutes from here. So I mean. But there's no thought of changing it because the fr- it came with the franchise. Because that happens right. some of the times, right? Right. Yeah. And, and if they move. It's just. It's just. It's. It's. You know. It's because the Washington name describes people in a way that is th- that derogatory. Many, yeah. Many feel it's shameful. Yeah. Like that's exactly. But they anyway. So I wanted to tell people about your place here. It's a big, beautiful. By the way, now we have airplane sounds. What is that? Is, do you have a small airport around here? <laughs> it's probably a drone watching <laughs> what we're doing. <laughs> I, 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 all right, hang on a sec. So hold on to my microphone here. I want you to narrate. Hopefully they'll be able to hear me, but the microphone doesn't go that far. I want to go into your refrigerator. I want to see what's in here. I want to see what's in Jeannie Buss's refrigerator. Okay. Okay. He's, he's going to my – okay. That. <laughs> I want to see, see what's in There's there. a lot of stuff in there. Well, we did date. I don't remember you being a – Okay, yeah, like don't describe everything in there. I'm not a cook. It's like Oh my god, this is like if you were order out gal, aren't you? Well, I mean, I have a food delivery cuz I'm trying to eat better cuz I I I do I don't cook. I've never cooked. I'll, and that's one of those things that you you know, people go, "Well, you can follow a recipe." Well, of course I can follow a recipe, but cooking is about experience and knowing, you know, how, you know, how to like refine a meal like make it your own oh my god i I, now we are the opposite there do you remember i used to cook for you are are those some give me some good memories of the craig (laughs) shoemaker days of one of my recipes that i made i love cooking for people as i as i say on this show i like making people happy and can i help you can i help you satisfy your taste buds is another one i love doing that but that's not your thing you never did have a desire to learn how to cook or is this something in the future you're going to want to do? Never. Like it's like comedy? No. 
Never. <laughs> just just, I, it just it gives, it's like does not resonate with me at all because I know I can't catch up on experience of like, you know, like, oh, your genie's famous lasagna. Yeah, I could like copy <laughs> the recipe <laughs> and do it and it would be okay. But yeah. what makes it special is like, oh, I know here's my secret mm-hmm. or, you know, this re- these recipes have too much butter or not enough butter. You know, it's like that only comes with experience. I'm never going to be able to catch up. Let me give you my little tip okay. when it comes to cooking. Okay. Not that I'm ever going to change you on this one. And the can I help you, I know it's not going to be in this, <laughs> but I'll give it a shot. Okay. I don't cook by recipes. I'll get an idea from a recipe, but I will never follow the analness of it. But then how, if you have guests coming over, how do you know what their taste buds, if they're going to like what you make? Well, I do not know. And yet I wouldn't know if they like my comedy either. Like when you go on stage, (laughs) when you went up and you did your show, you didn't say, what about the people that don't like me? Well, maybe you did. <laughs> you probably did come to think of it. Cooking is one of those things where I have such confidence, and here's the secret to cooking, mm-hmm. is you cook for you and your authentic self. And you mm-hmm. say, what would I like? I would like a little bit of flavor here. I would like a little bit more butter. I'd like less butter. I would like, I like uh, grilled onions. I like to fry them until they're really, really dark. So that's my thing. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there might be people that don't like that. That's why I throw them out of the kitchen. <laughs> no one's allowed to be <laughs> near my kitchen. So if you do things and feel. Okay, and, that, and, I, I can see that. And, yeah. and, and what I'm saying is that translates to everything in life. If you do things as a feel and what you talk to you, the word resonate, drives me nuts to make people say resignate. I go out of my mind. <laughs> you ever correct people, by the way? No. You don't? No. See, you don't have Asperger's. <laughs> I do. Okay. I correct people all the time. It's <laughs> crazy. Uh, but. If you have a feel for something, and, and and again, that has to, that goes back to truth. So we want to be with our true selves, mm-hmm. right? And you want to tap into that source mm-hmm. of true self. If you're doing that, you can't get into the results of pleasing everyone. Right. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. So the you know they always say just please yourself, and that's not a selfish thing because mm-hmm. you can share yourself with others, and that's a gift that you can give. It's just that some people might not like that gift. Some people don't like cologne. <laughs> right <laughs> like cologne so but it's for some other people yeah. it can nothing can be for everyone but truth and divine love can be for everyone mm-hmm. even if you're handing it to them they go you know i'm allergic to this i can't even eat it you've still done this we're out of love, right? out, out yeah. of love and out of listening to yourself and your true voice and that's how you cook mm-hmm. next episode i'm gonna have a cooking lesson with you <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Look how she resists. I got such a fast no. <laughs> so uh, I'm not going to get into your dating life. I know that's a no-no. That got a big nod. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I will get into your love of dogs. Well, a lot of, wait, a lot of my comedy yeah. is about dating. Because, so why not talk about it? Well, because it's like when you're doing comedy, you're not talking about like you know a specific person like you you kind of roll characters into you know yeah that's true but there's still that kernel of 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 absolute actually speaking of cooking speaking of comedy i think the same goes with dating it would be the same thing if you are yourself Mm -hmm. you will magnetically draw in i'll bet this has happened for you 
I'll say I'll say my experience. You'd say if you identify with it. How's that? All right. I have drawn in many times. You not being one of them, by the way. You were an yeah. anomaly. You were different. Yes, right. And I didn't draw you when you were a blind date, but we did get along really well. Right. And still do. Right. Twenty yeah. some years later, we're yes. still great friends. Your aunt Jeannie, my kids. You've yep. been so great to my family, by the way. I thank you so much for that. You've been so great to them. Justin's on his way over right now. I think he's trying to get your Uber account, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think I have, like, a code. I didn't know. I yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. He's texting me now. He's kind of, you know what, by what the way. What does he need? Yeah, exactly. What does he need? I've said that many times. You know what he does? He does this new thing. He goes, I'm an adult. you got to treat me like an adult. Oh, and then shit. he goes, and I need your account. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, I'm an adult. I'm not asking anyone else for their Uber account, for God's sakes. Yeah, they're an adult until they need money. Yeah, that, that's, you know. Anyway, if you, the whole thing that changed for me in the relationship department mm -hmm. is I got away from the patterns of the past. And the patterns of the past are just repeats of something that's very it's very toxic it doesn't work because we're bringing in the same thing each time because it's a, we're comfortable with it right you've you've I learned Uber code. Let me see what he come on you did not we gotta get Justin did here. he did he ask you for your uber code seriously did he i don't know like what does is that it from mean? him no i just put in my Okay, your Uber code. Okay, no, did oh, Justin no. text you? That's all I want to no, know. No, he did not. All right, to hell with him then. It's Let him get in here on his own. Okay, so you. So in how about in our day? In our me? day, Jeannie, maybe you didn't hitchhike. <laughs> you could hitchhike. <laughs> so I used to hitchhike three hundred miles to school. <laughs> I do found now. I just sound like an old man. <laughs> I hitchhike through snow and sleep. Did you really hitchhike to get to school? I did. Yeah. Wow. To college, I had a little sign. I had to have three different signs because it was three different big roads. <laughs> one would say Pittsburgh, so I go 300 miles to Pittsburgh, and the next one would say West Virginia. I go this many miles, and then I would go California, PA. I had to save that to last because no one knew what the hell it was. That's where Justin is now, but he doesn't have to hitchhike. I send him there by flight, and then he Ubers <laughs> on my dime. Anyway, if, you, if we work on just what, as you said, vibrates, resonates with right. us, right? right? So now you're being yourself. We don't draw in, it's basically you're drawing in something phony and something false because they're, they're all false ideas that we have of, oh, that will make me happy if I do that. And repeating the past of what we were taught by people that they really weren't happy. Like your parents probably weren't truly happy with themselves. Would you say that's the case? I know you have to protect your father's image, but right. in general, would you say he was a happy person, content with himself? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I, I can't, he would have to answer that question, but. No, you know. I'm just saying in your general vibration with him, are you looking at him going, oh, wow, he really seems comfortable with himself to the point where that's what I would want to do. Mm -hmm. Yes, so I would say yes, he Oh, was. you would? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I would think my, my just knowing him a little bit was the one thing I was really impressed with was his knowledge and his wisdom about life and he loved the arts mm -hmm. loved the arts and i don't think anyone knew that i mean arts way outside of basketball and hollywood mm -hmm. he loved true cultural arts yes i don't think anyone ever knew that and i found that he was more comfortable with that than he would be with the pomp and circumstance would you say that would be true yes yeah 
that's what I'm talking about is like you so if you go with the things that truly are in your heart someone else will match with that mm. and they'll be drawn in naturally mm. as opposed to you know the stuff out there the, the the outside stuff it's about the inside stuff so that, that can only draw the right person in even if that person isn't your lover or your relationship for the rest of your life if it's just a relationship if right. it's just a friend that's what's drawn in if we all key in on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yes. Now, do you work on that I th- in your life? I think I try. I mean, like, I, I think right now I'm not, I don't have the time to devote to a relationship or finding that because I think. Do you have time to, re- do you have time to devote to you is what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I'm doing. You know? So you are doing that, yes. even though you have all this burden of running a team. You're the only female owner in, in the history of basketball, right? Um, of the NBA, right? Yeah. I mean, I, yes. I, gu- I mean, I guess. But now there's other women, you know. Um, in the NBA? Yeah. The high-level I mean, positions, but not owners. Yeah, no. Um, the owner of the New Orleans Pelicans, um, you know, he, Tom Benson passed away mm-hmm. last year, and yeah. so Gail Benson is now running oh. both the Saints, wow, and um, the uh, and the Pelicans. I didn't know that. Do you like call each other and go, "Hey, sis, what's up?" <laughs> I I I have great relationships with, um, you know, a majority of the owners. Like we, you know, as a matter of fact, I um. Mark Cuban has um, a television television network called Access TV on Channel 340 on DirecTV. And um, my WOW Women of Wrestling that I've created starts airing next week on his channel. So we've collaborated on outside events. I've dealt with them before. They're very cheap, so you're not getting any money from this. (laughs) (laughs) They're very – that channel, they're very, very cheap. Well, I mean, I think – you know, yeah, but they're getting it out there. They're yeah. getting the wow women out I, there. I needed a platform for who, my show. Who represents the wow women? I, I I know you do indirectly, but you're not out there. Who's basically my, the my partner spokesperson it, of wow? Yeah, my partner is a guy by the name of David McLean, who started the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. I remember. Yeah, right. I remember them. So um, I slept with one. <laughs> which one? <laughs> which one? You would know. No, I mean, well, there I'm going to tell you the characters. year it was. I'm going to tell you the year it was. 80. Yeah, exactly. It started with an 80. Yeah. It was 88. Okay. Yeah, me and my another comedian on a comedy convention, we both slept with uh, Glow Women. I'll have to call him. Maybe he remembers the name. Okay. <laughs> so. Well, it's like Wow Women of Wrestling is... Similar? Is, is similar, but evolved. Like, it's... it's um, for me, it's a passion project because I believe that there are so many great female athletes playing collegiate sports now because of title nine yeah and unless you're in the WNBA or a tennis player or a figure skater there's not a a lot of places to make money as a female professional athlete and you know that's a shame and for those that don't know title nine she just passed away the one who created it oh okay right and um tell people what title nine is and what it's done title because that is true evolution it was um you know it was about um making equal access for women um, in all areas, but particularly sports. So if education, um, high school, college, Mm -hmm. you know, invested so much in men's programs, they had to do 
the equal right. for women's programs. So it it gave a lot of opportunities, and women could earn scholarships by competing. And so there's these just this generation of disciplined athletes who um, have talent, and uh, you know they need a platform. And wrestling has always been traditionally a um, an event that you know appeals to families and uh, is a great television digital Mm -hmm. um sport and what i like about wow is that it's character driven and you know they're there's um they're like superheroes do you help in the casting no nothing to do with you i'm like a huge fan i'm like i totally i don't want to know this any of the storylines or what's going on i like to watch the show and do you think it's real and it's for sure real. I mean, you uh, <laughs> you cannot wow. you cannot perform the way they perform without being an athlete and being. Oh, a I'm not talent. saying that, but the but when I was a kid, I always had questions. Do you ever do this when you're a kid, like church? I go, hey, if if God's in charge, how come there's wars over in Ireland and yeah. over in Israel? You know, <laughs> you know, it never made any sense to me. I go, yeah. just because I'm I live here, why am I this religion? I have all these questions. Same thing with wrestling. I used to say, hey, how come they're not in the statistics in the sports section? I always go, he's the champion. How is that not announced on the front page? It drove me nuts as a kid. I didn't understand that. So outcome-wise, you, uh, you're not in that much denial. That it's I mean, not tru- I, I, it's not that, truly that's a... That's not necessary to me. You know, I right. know that when I watch go to the movies and I see I'm going to see Wonder Woman that there's a likely there's going to be Wonder Woman too because she's not going to die in the first one you know right. like so if if you're saying that that's real or not real I love Wonder Woman I collected comic books when I was a kid mm. Aquaman is you mm. know fantastic um, so I, I I get characters I get good versus evil but the whole point of women of wrestling is that it's women fighting their own battles. Mm-hmm. It's women standing oh. up for what they believe in. Right. Right or wrong, whether their convictions are mm-hmm. not something I agree with, but they they stand up and they do what's in their heart and so there's passion and you know they don't have to run to a man to save them. I love that. What a great message. And that's, that's how it's and that you talked about the word evolved. That's how it's evolved. Yes. And the characters are very similar to the guy characters where there's the bad and the good and right. the, the hot and the not hot. Right. And, and so someone has cast this. They've they've trained. Yes. They train. I mean, I know the other wrestlers. And so it's all set up. And, it, and when does this debut? When can we see it on, on Access? On Friday. On Friday. Friday we, the we what? Follow, um, Friday, January 18th. And we um, follow... The highest rated programming on Access TV is New Japan Wrestling, which wow. is it's imported from Japan, but has become hugely popular and sells really? out when they bring the troupe over here. Um, and so we have a great lead in. So we're, we're going to have a wrestling audience. It's like a, a kind of a fight night, you know, wrestling night, Friday night on this channel. And, um, and you'll be there. Will you be, is, is it at the Staples Center? And as, as you are saying, like, you know, um, there are people who are stars. Like you, you, you can tell it. And we have this one wrestler, and, and David McLean was describing her. 
the first time you saw Andre the Giant, mm-hmm. you knew that yeah. was special. Yeah. That he, he, you couldn't write a script right. and make him be who And it that didn't was. matter outcome or if it you was know, real because right. this dude was a real Right. And it's, you know, uh, yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Very real. Right? And right. It, it's like, yes, wrestling gave him the platform. Mm-hmm. We have a, a, a wrestler by the name The Beast. And she is, <laughs> yeah, she is amazing. Like it's, it's like, it, it's like a star is born. Like it, it, you know, she is she goes, hot looking too, or or is she? Like she is amazing. Like her body, her strength, mm-hmm. her persona, everything about her is special. And like, where would she ever have an opportunity for the the world to see her? Yeah. Except in this, and and you know, when you see her, you let me know what you think. She's got a great name. I like the yes. Beast. Yes, and and she's you know, probably very people, shy in real life, and right? She, that was that's her name for herself. Right. And like, some people were like, "Oh, that is that derogatory?" No, everybody wants to be a beast, be in touch with right. your inner beast. You and, know, beast and, well, mode. These, these days, right. yeah, these days it's a great word. Right. It's all the connotation that's that's associated to it. Like when you and I were growing up, the word goat was not a good thing. <laughs> no, and now it's like right yeah. now it's greatest of all time. How did that happen, by the way? When did they change the rule? I don't, I I missed that. All of a sudden, people are going, "Tom Brady's a goat." I go, "He's never choked. He's amazing." What are you talking? About? And I didn't understand what it was, and now I I finally got it. So some things have changed, especially the word beast. Yep. My my son he goes, "Oh man." That's Beast. That's like the greatest thing there could be. Right. So I, I, I like the name of the Beast. All right, the show, we have to wrap it up, but the show is called Can I Help You? Can you think of anything in your life? Don't think of me helping you. Just think of that you need help with. What would you think that you need help with? I think having this conversation is helpful. I think, you know, um, I think, you know, keep talking, keep sharing, because mm-hmm. that's inspiring. And so... So you need help uh, being encouraged to keep doing that mm-hmm. your, yourself, even yes. for your, on a personal level. Yes. And you wish this for your players, yes. for your companions, for your friends, for the fans. You wish that for them that we all get in touch with that stuff we stuff down. Right. Yeah. We do, too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really – I think it's probably the major cause of disease. Mm-hmm. Even cancers. I truly believe that the more you – stuff and push and just don't release and don't get with you know not honest and you know image conscious and Mm -hmm. all that you know what do you think somebody thinks if we can help people release that Mm -hmm. and have willingness to release that we were talking about somebody off the air with you know uh i always say on the air geez i can't stop with these these radio terms (laughs) Yeah. But alcoholism is like one of mm-hmm. those things mm-hmm. that no one wants to be told what to do. You're not going to tell me not to drink. Right. And that's a difficult thing for people to admit. Mm-hmm. But if you can admit these things, it's so freeing. You, you, know, you don't have to be caught in the trap of, oh, my God, I'll never drink again or I'll never do this again. When you do those nevers, you'll never be free. Yep. And so if we can just a- admit these things, it's so wonderful to live like that and and that and that's how that's how you are i know you express yourself and you go on podcasts and you go on things like that and you and you're laughing and you're being a part of of the of pretty funny women i know you also follow don't tell comedy yes you know that's a group of tell people what that's about they they go around yeah it's um you sign up 
and they have shows in different parts of the city and um, they don't tell you till the day of where you're going so if they may say we have a show in Manhattan Beach and you buy tickets and then that day they tell you it's and it's not it's just in random places mm -hmm. never where you would think you would see comedy and it's kind of fun because it's an experience it's something different sometimes you bring your own chairs you know lawn chairs sometimes it'd be in a laundromat right. or i was in the backyard of a mansion <laughs> which was really weird i mean i, I thought it was really cool though yeah. wherever people can bring comedy wherever yes. you can find laughter yes. this is what's important because yeah. that's part of the release process as well yeah. i said it last night in this corporate gig they were so stiff i said hey don't you think we all need to laugh <laughs> You know what I mean? Don't you think this whole country, that's exactly what you, what we all need is to find more laughter, more humor? Well, we hope you did today on the show. And rate us. Um, if you didn't like it, just shut up. <laughs> Not interested in your rating. If you did like it, give us a nice review. Pass the word around to other people. Genie Bus has no, been our guest today. if you didn't like it, then you're a Boston Celtics fan. <laughs> I was going to say, well, now all the Boston people, you've offended them all, but you've done that anyway from just being <laughs> with the Lakers. They, they hate you to. anyway. They have to. They, it's, it's just it, part of the job. It, it's, it's part of the job. Yeah, you must understand that, <laughs> too. Yes. As long as they're a fan of the NBA, I don't care. I know. You've always been that way. Always. I sat in your seats and still do in my Sixers gear. Yep. For the finals one year, I'm there with Pat Croce, the owner of the, of the Sixers, <laughs> in my Sixers, in your seats. Yep. By the way, I didn't tell you one before we go. This is a pretty funny thing. So you know my relationship with my ex-wife was never so great, right? And Justin was brought up in that toxicity, and so was Jared. And Justin was the last guest on our show, and we really talked a lot about that. But one of his highlights of his life, he really doesn't have memories of me and his mom together. Mm. There's an Allen Iverson documentary. Mm-hmm. And he steps over to, to Ron Lou, you know that. Yes. Right? It's a big, yeah. a big scene, yeah. and, you know, in, in actually basketball history, the way he steps yeah. over. Yeah, and the, looks at him. And looks at him, at yeah, him. who's on the ground. Yeah. And um, he had just beaten him four-point play or whatever. And um, <laughs> they cut to the stands, and there's Justin's mom hugging me. <laughs> <laughs> he froze it <laughs> and took a picture of it. He goes, Dad! the only time I ever see you two hug because you know I had her there as a Sixers fan I convinced her to be a Sixers fan so that moment because you got me those tickets you gotta love sports for that reason for that reason that's right it, it, it brought me and his mom together I wish we sh I wish the, I wish when we went to court we would have <laughs> remembered those court days my, my friend Susie who is in Florida my friend I love her okay so she's, she's awesome she's launching a website a dating website a dating app that is called freeagentsonly.com and and it's gonna fix people up to go to sporting events oh so and uh, especially if they're f mutual fans of a team that right. would really help right but that's what sports does yeah, it does right. sports does bring people together and makes them fight as well especially oh. where i'm from but uh, but <laughs> the, so you supplied that moment for justin who'll be here any minute if he ever figures out whether to use your uber or my uber <laughs> my he'll, he'll, he'll be here very soon <laughs> Well, thanks. We I call her Ween, by the way. It's Jeannie Bus. One of She's my favorite nicknames. Is it really? Mm -hmm. Am I the only one that calls you that? I think so. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. 
it's a it's a little weird if I do the weenie though. Yeah, weenie's not <laughs> good. I know because then they think it's weenie know, and it's and like, like what are you saying? But, but it's yeah. not it's not that it's ween you're just ween and your aunt weaned to my kids and you've been yeah. so kind to us and I appreciate and appreciate even doing this podcast. I know you have a busy day. You're getting ready for a Lakers game today. Yep. Is LeBron back? Um, I don't believe so. Oh, okay. But we are playing Cleveland, so Cleveland will oh, be in the house. He needs to be back I for know. that. I oh. know it's game to game. Whatever the hell's, whatever hell's wrong They'll with him, they'll probably make that decision. Yeah, is that what is that what they do anyway? Well, we didn't get it much into basketball. We will the next time. Okay. But thank you for being a guest on this uh, podcast. Yeah. It's called Craig Shoemaker. Can I help you? We hope you we helped you today in some little way, even if it's to inspire you to cook more or do comedy. Or get out of your shyness, or whatever, or whatever it was. We hope you enter, we entertained you and inspired you and entertained you. I gave you some information while we entertained you. All right, we'll see you next time. Laughterheels.org. Go give it a visit. Check it out. See how you can support. It's a nonprofit organization which offers grins, giggles, and guffaws and raises the awareness of the healing powers of laughter, working in aftercare facilities, hospitals, mood warriors, cancer patients, rehabs. Well, just about everybody needs laughter. We're here to spread it around. It is the best medicine, so just open up and say ha-ha. This episode was brought to you by LaughterHeals.org. How was that for my announcery, advertisee, promotion voice? LaughterHills.org. Thank you.